Hello there. Welcome to the show Out East, where we have real conversations with real people. My name is Tayo, T-A-Y-O, and I'll be your host for the remainder of the show. Remember that new episodes will be live on all streaming platforms every single week. That's right. We go live every single week. You can follow us on all social platforms as well, like YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. All the links will be in the description of this episode. See you. So yeah, we are recording. Yeah, great. It's been a minute, people. It's been a it's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, you know, been trying to get things done. Uh, but we're here today. That's 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 what counts. We're here today. That's all that counts. Um, I apologize that I haven't been able to keep up with the. I haven't been able to keep up with the show. Um, a lot of things have been going on, and you know we're trying to make the best of the time that we have. But great, great, great people, great people. A lot has happened since the last time. You know, a lot has happened. Most significantly, today is the the hundredth year anniversary of the Communist Party of China, and that is significant because, well, I do live in China, so um, I have to I have to you know celebrate that, um, and also because I've been taking some time to actually learn um, about this party, about the politics, and everything around here. Um, just to keep myself informed and not uh, just babble around, you know, because I really wanted to, really wanted to know. I wanted to get into it. And so I got invited to like this program. It's called the GYLD. So GYLD stands for the Global, Global, let me see, Global Young Leaders Dialogue um, China Tour. So what this program is about is... They get young leaders um, from around the world to come together in the space of, what, five days, four days? And then we have conversations. We try to experience China um, from an historical perspective, but also from a contemporary perspective. So we get together. We go around places, try, just try to, you know, understand more um, about how China has gotten to where it is today. And that's what this tour was about. Now, the funny thing is that when I heard about this program, it was basically um, uh, the director of the international office. She just sent me a message saying, Tayo, fill this form. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, and, and I filled it out. I filled it out and... You know, I sent everything in um, and that was that. That was how I applied or I, you know, got into that program. Now, I would say that when I was first thinking about going, my expectations were quite, well, I'm not going to say they were quite like basic, but I was not expecting much. 
I was not expecting much. And the reason I say that is because um, a lot of trips like this are usually organized. But personally for me, I don't find them fun because um, I think that the way they're organized, they're scheduled in a way that you don't actually experience any of these places or any of these things that you're trying to do because it's just moving from one place to another, moving from one place to another. But yeah, like I said, this program came and we went. And I think that uh, some of the things that made this program really stand out for me, I would say that one, it was the amount of history that, you know, I had access to. So before now, there was a lot that I did not know about the history of China and how the party, the ruling party now, how they sort of came into power and like the history behind them. There was a lot that I did not know. And on this trip, it sort of gave me like a very clear insight into how this party came to be how this party rose from the ashes and, you know, how they've been able to achieve a lot of things, even some of the travails that they went through just to be able to build this party. So I got that information and, you know, having access to that amount of history um, and seeing those things, you know, that, that was another profound thing. Like, you know, we saw those things because we would go to these places and we would see like, every, you know, where, where the armies, um, so where the army marched from and everything else, you know, it, it was good. It was really good. So I think that for me, there were some profound experiences that I, that I got in that place. One was we went to this theater to watch um, a live performance of the Red Army when they were trying to move in their travails and the wars and everything. And honestly, I had never been close to anything that sounds or looks like a live explosion until that day. You know, until that day, it was not a live explosion. And I sort of have like a video about this on my YouTube channel um, when I was making like a vlog about the whole five days and everything. And I put like a commentary at the end of my video, but it was it was not a live explosion, but it was it was made it was well made yeah it was well made to a point where that that sudden burst of of explosion just it rocked me <laughs> it, it rocked me it rocked me people i'm not going to lie you know and that was the that's the closest thing i've been to an explosion and now i'm thinking oh what about the people who actually live through these things, knowing that this is their norm during that period of war, the bombs were dropping and everything. It was insane. It was insane for me. You know, it was insane. So that really sort of like rocked me while we were watching that. Um, the next thing was also I met a monk, like an actual monk, a master monk. And for me, that was like, mind blown because understand that growing up i watched a lot of chinese martial arts movies and monks were a symbol of purity monks were a symbol of strength monks were a symbol of character monks were a symbol of 
athleticism. I mean, yeah, they could they, all that backflip and everything. So as soon as I saw that monk, now I'm not sure that she was a uh, she. I don't think she practiced martial arts, but just the fact that I was able to see that. I and Alex. Alex was one of the guys on the trip as well. Cool guy, fantastic guy, amazing guy. And we went into like this porcelain stall to like check out porcelain, well, to take pictures, honestly, because I was taking pictures. This was at Jindajan. And I just saw the monk in the stall and I'm like, oh my God, that, that is a monk. That is a real monk, a real life monk. And I'm like, man, I would love to take photos with her or him at the time, because I wasn't sure, you know? So he was like, okay, let's see if we can, you know, if we can get it done and everything. But, you know, I, I don't know if she would want to do that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, if she doesn't want to do that, I will definitely understand. But we asked her and she was so cool. And that was where like, I sort of like started thinking about the word Zan, where it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a state of mind. It's a state of mind where everything is just so calm. There's, there's a lot of peace. And I remember that even how she spoke, oh my God, it was so peaceful. It was so peaceful. But yeah, that, that was profound for me. That was profound for me. Um, seeing that monk, it was so profound for me, you know? And um, also another thing on that trip was the, the fact that I got my first signed, well, should I say sign? Yeah, because she did sign it, but my first signed artwork, piece of art. So it was a ceramic bowl that we got at Jinjanjan. It was not the, it hadn't been fired so I met this, this artist on the trip. She was one of the delegates as well. Her name is, and she's going to kill me if I don't say this correctly. Er, oh, no. Erdis. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's going to whoop my ass. But she is this amazing artist from, well, she's Icelandic and Chinese. Um, a Chinese dad and an Icelandic mom. And she signed my first ever piece. I've never gotten any piece from any artist before that was signed. So that was kind of like, a, oh, okay, okay. Someone's starting to be a collector. I'm getting art, you know, I'm getting pieces of, of art now and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I got that. And it, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Also, we had like a lot of cool people on the trip. Like I said before, I didn't think that there would be that amount of cool people, but they were so cool. Um, fantastic people, honestly, fantastic all around. Um, I didn't get to connect with everyone, but a few of the people that I was able to connect with, I would say more than a few, actually, I would say more than a few. We vibed, like we got off really well. Um, there's Daniel. Daniel is this guy from Kenya and Daniel just has like this very strong, positive, sunshine, yellow vibe about him that, you know, whenever we went to like a place, he would want to try something and he would be like the, you know, very active and very um, extroverted person. So it was really nice. And he was a really nice guy as well. My most favorite or my favorite, not my most favorite, sorry, this is bad grammar. 
My favorite delegate, I would say, has to be Lan Lan. Lan Lan, oh my gosh, she was so, she was a powerful character, you know? And I, 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 I loved that about her. I respected that. She was so happy. And I remember like the first time I spoke to her, it was at, it was at breakfast actually. It was the, the next morning after we arrived. We were at breakfast. And we were talking about like, you know, life and everything. And she, she's done like a lot of things. She does Kung Fu. She does uh, Muay Thai, the Thai boxing. Um, she does Tai Chi. She's a banker. She's a writer. She's a poet. And I was like, oh my God, you look like Superwoman right now with everything you could do. And she was so, she was always so passionate, you know, and that was great. That was great. It was pure. And that was why, you know, um, I felt like she was my favorite character. Even when we would go somewhere and she would like try to vibe and everything. It was just so much fun, you know, being around her, watching her and everything. She was so nice. She was so nice. Um, she also in some way was like me because she wakes up very early. So, yeah, um, it was that that was that was interesting. That was interesting. Before I went on this program, um, I also got new glasses, by the way. Y'all can see see them, 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 them frames, y'all frames got new glasses as well. So this was based off of trio stories. Bart and Saul, they're my friends um, from the UK. They put like something on there. They have like this new video out on YouTube where they were talking about um, the blue light glasses and how it's helped them to be able to work more on their computer. Well, we're a video editor, so we spend a lot of time in our computers. Um, but using that blue light glass that they have sort of helps them stay longer and be able to, without eye strain and things like that. I also started thinking, all right, I think it's time for me to invest in this blue light glasses. I think it's time for me to, to, to do that. And... I did. And guess what? I got me some blue light glasses from, guess what? From Carl Zeiss. For those who don't know, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. Zeiss, 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 Carl Zeiss, Zeiss, whatever it's called. But they are a premium manufacturer of optics and camera glass in the whole world. So these glasses, they did not come cheap, but I'm so happy that I got them. Ever since I got them, I feel like eye strain, um, headaches and those things, they've gone. Like, I, I don't have those things anymore. I don't have them anymore. So I'm, I'm happy I got them. I'm happy I got them. They were quite a bit expensive, but hey, um, I got to protect my eyes, you know. So yeah, new glasses, new glasses here. They look good. They look good. I think the last thing that I also want to talk about would be traveling. So over the course of GYLD, we traveled um, five places, I believe. Um, the first one being Jindajan. Sorry, I need, I need to look that up. The first one being uh, Jinganshan. We went to Jinganshan. The second being Ruijin. Ruijin, yep. Yep, region. The third being Nanchang. The fourth being Jindanjian. And I think that's where we sort of wrapped it all up. So those were like the places that we went to. 
Um, but we spent two days in Nanchang going from um, the Viao Center in, you know, within the city of Nanchang and going to Jintajen. And I think that I personally learned a lot about my body and how it reacts to the process of traveling or not sleeping in my comfort zone. So I sort of saw that because I was not used to sleeping outside or sleeping anywhere else that was not my bedroom, um, the first day was sort of like uncomfortable. It was a mix of like uncomfortable and um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have the words for that. But yeah, it just took me a while to sort of start to settle down. And that was like at the third day. That's when I was like, okay, maybe I need to sleep and everything. But then my body was already exhausted by the second day. So even when I wanted to film, you know, it was not really easy because I hadn't gotten much sleep and I was already getting tired and things like that. But yeah, I realized that I need, to, I want to travel more because I, I think, and I'm using that word thing because I, I'm not sure yet. I think I enjoy traveling, but at the same time, I don't know if my body is ready to travel. So what that means is, yes, the first day, it's all great. I'm, you know, I'm excited to go and everything, but I get exhausted pretty fast. And I think another reason why is because for me, if I'm not doing anything, if I'm just standing at a position or sitting through like a bus and everything, oh, which was another thing. It was a bus ride and some of the rides took about five hours. That was like long. So that process of like just sitting down, not doing anything for that stretch of time, it just wears me out. So, and if I'm not able to sleep to be able to recuperate myself back, that tiredness just sort of, you know, passes through into everything and in the other days. So I feel like, yes, I'm at a point now where I think that I'm going to enjoy traveling, but I need to consciously work on my body accepting the fact that I want to travel, you know, so that if my body's ready, then it, it gets easier. It gets easier that way. So it's just like trying to get my body accustomed to the whole idea of traveling and, and, and things like that. So I would say that that was something that I really learned from this trip, you know, um, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the Chinese culture. I learned about history. I met a lot of cool people. Um, I learned about art, you know, and I learned a, about perspective, like a whole different perspective. Like I said, hopefully one of these days I'll be able to get Erdis to come on the show. Oh, my God, I said the name wrong again. I'll be able to get Erdis to come on the show and then we can, you know, we just vibe. Hopefully one of these days I'm going to be able to get her here to come on the show. But yeah, um, that is what I've been up to um, over the past few weeks and months. Um, I've been filming, filming a lot, been filming a lot. Shot a documentary for the, the 100th year anniversary, um, four documentaries actually. And now I shot a vlog for this trip that we went on. And in about seven days, I will be going for another trip. Will I, I'm not sure if I will have time to film. That's another thing because I have to be active on that trip as well. But we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. 
So yeah, um, I just wanted to, you know, put that out there and just um, chit chat with you all, my people, so that, you know, because I know that it's been a while. I promised that I was going to keep, you know, uploading, even if it's once a week or something, but it's just been crazy and insane. But I am making a commitment to start prioritizing the podcast because I've been prioritizing um, my cinematography, my YouTube, my videos, my client work and everything else. And I sort of thought of the podcast as like, uh, you know, when I have time, but then is I have to make time to make this work. So um, I am making a commitment to make sure that this podcast will work. And yeah, thank you for, for listening. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope that you will have a wonderful day and I hope that you will have a wonderful life. Um, remember that everything will be perfectly balanced and you can follow me on Twitter at Tayo is me. You can follow me on Instagram at Tayo Thanos or Diplomontage. Um, I mostly use Twitter because that's like my most comfortable space. Instagram is like, eh, still makes me cringe. But yeah, people. Um, go out there, go be great, and go be fabulous. See you on the next one. Bye.